to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a monthly, episodic, tokusatsu-related podcast where we're talking about fights and tights. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant. And uh, welcome to a very special episode because folks, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to finish Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger tonight. Yay! <sighs> Yay! The crowd. Yeah. Yay! Kirby, no! <laughs> <laughs> Little off-air joke there. So, uh, we tonight we'll be talking about episodes 48 and 49, which we watched before the show, and yep. then uh, we will watch 50 and 51 together and wrap this show up. Gonna be a big deal, my man. We got to wrap? I wasn't prepared. I didn't prepare. It's more like a freestyle? Or... Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm hip to it. Fresh oh, to the beat. Yeah, so we're gonna, we're gonna finish up this show finally. Feel, feels like a big deal. Feels like a milestone for us. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Well, not only that, this is this will will have been the first Sentai series I actually finished. So, wow! Have you ever even gotten this close before? I want to say I got to like the twenty-ish mark with Gokaiger, and then before that, Shinkenger early ten. Wow, wow! Um, so this yeah, is gonna be a big deal then. Oh, maybe Die Ranger. I don't remember where I keep. I keep losing my place. And then Tokyo, I'm like six or seven. <laughs> Not to be like. I mean, I haven't seen that many series myself. I've only seen Z Ranger, Die Ranger, Kaku Ranger, and Tokyo. But uh, not to be like a weird flex, but I finished Tokyo between the last episode and this episode. I just got not not a weird flex. You sure? Well, I'm just trying to be like. I just got so caught up in that series. I just was like, just devoured it. So, God, it was so good. God was so good. Anyway. Yeah, so that, that'll be good. We're, we're going to finish your first Sentai. Yay! I'm excited. Hooray! Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess, is there any other news or anything that we want to get into before we jump into it? Did Zero One start before or after we recorded last? Because I don't remember. I believe it had already started at that time. At least one or two episodes had been out, I think. Okay. Maybe one. Because well, there's, what, four maybe... or five out now? Four. Four, four came out on Sunday. Okay. Uh, maybe we can sort of relegate that to another like more focused episode. But I'm I'll just say that I'm watching it right now, and I at this moment right now I'm watching it. How do you feel about it? We're watching it, and it's great. Like it's really good vibes, good feeling, good feeling about the series so far. It's just oh man, I'm excited. Excellent, excellent. I mean, I definitely want to see it. It's definitely on. It's on the tip of everybody's tongue right now. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah, and every it seems like everything weird about it is working for it. So that's that's good. a strong sign for me. Yeah, even good, that good. Um, a, ju- a jump to the sky turns into a rider <laughs> kick. It's I enjoy it so much. Good, I adore <laughs> it. And there's more. Whenever it's a new form, it's something like that. So that's great. <laughs> that's great. Excellent. Okay. Well, yeah. then I'm glad to hear that. I definitely want to start watching it. You know, that'll be part of the discussion. Uh, I guess a peek behind the curtain. We're still trying to decide what the next phase of this podcast will be. Uh, we, you know, we're basically over a year and a half now, and this is all we've really done, other than a few 
special guest episodes for other series. This is basically the main thing we've been doing. Mm. We're definitely, I think we're going to do probably a, not only a breakdown of these two episodes, but you feel like we'll probably, you know, talk about our feelings on the series on, as a whole this episode. Just kind of put a, put a bow on it. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Okay, so we'll wrap that show today and uh, really unpack our thoughts on it on the whole. But in terms of what's next for the show, we're still, you know, for, for those of you out in listener land, we're still figuring out what the next uh, format of the show will be. But I can tell you that we have a really special pod lined up. We're still working out the scheduling. But we mm. will be taking a short break to do something I think really interesting and fun that hopefully everybody enjoys. Oh, yeah. And that'll be different. And then we'll probably transition from that to whatever our next format whether it's another watch along or we do more focused like specific topics or specific series or what have you or just have neat guests on not quite sure yet but uh, yeah i mean it'll be toku you know it's always gonna be toku <laughs> yeah I, I will say that i did really like the energy of just sort of trying out a new show with somebody like i think it's a lot of fun we get to sort of riff on we don't know a whole lot supposedly at yeah. that point so not that i'm i mean that's what i would push for just right now like in my head you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i i really i think the hurricane and then the gaim episode were just extra special yeah just enjoying something like without getting like too deep i guess i don't know mm-hmm. no totally totally yeah and that's definitely a further discussion for us we'll probably do more of those no matter what we do whether mm-hmm. that's the new main format or that's just a side thing we do i think that those are i agree with you those are so much fun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they have a great energy so i think we'll keep doing something like that it, even if it whether it's the main thing or not we'll keep doing those mm-hmm. okay um so yeah you've been watching zero one i've been watching tokyuger uh, i don't want to reveal too much about tokyuger just because we may talk about it at another point in the series but i really really love tokyuger and uh obviously we're about to finish another sentai series here this evening so i don't want to say it's definitely going to be my favorite forever but it is currently my favorite sentai series that i've completed hmm. it is like far and away uh a show tokyuger okay yeah tokyuger is definitely built for me mm-hmm. you know uh children's imagination and, and rainbow trains and finding the shadow all that stuff just works perfectly uh, i completely fell in love with the cast if i i have a few minor complaints about it i feel like some of the mecha designs are a little plain or a little train. <laughs> uh, mm. they're, they're a little plain, but that's a really minor nitpick compared to basically everything else I love about it. And I could gush about it for a long time, but that's not this episode. So I just did want to say that, uh, like you're enjoying Zero One, I watched uh, some Tokyujur and just completely, I just love it to, to pieces. Um, it, wow. Copy Ranger almost beat out Die Ranger for my favorite. This clearly, just wow. like a country mile, just easily my favorite. I mean, again, I've only completed four, but. It's the top of the heap right now. Just whew, really good stuff. That's fantastic. So, that being said, how do we feel, or what what were the events uh, of the preceding two episodes, which would have been forty eight and forty nine of Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger, before we go into fifty and fifty one? Yes. So, uh, in episode forty seven, uh, we followed up on the thread about Noel getting kidnapped mm-hmm. to be dissected by Gosh. Everybody sort of. Not commiserates, but laments this, like, ah, oh, we could have done better for him. As they're doing this, Ghosh and uh, the boss, <laughs> I forgot his name right now, <laughs> announce that they're going to have, like, a public dissection of Noel. And Koga is like, don't f- follow him. It's a trap. No- Noel even says it, I think, or is like, ah, guys, don't do it. They're going to they're gonna get you, too. And everybody shows up anyway, because that's just what's going to happen. Duh. <laughs> Uh, pe- they let their phantom thievery behind like they were just gonna 
Like they like they weren't gonna let that happen. And of course, the uh, Pat Rangers show up first. They kind of get jumped, not only by Ghosh, but the boss is there, and he I think he kind of messes with them a little bit. And uh, meanwhile, after that, the Lupin Rangers show up, and they're. It seems like they kind of have the upper hand, but then at least it, they could potentially challenge Ghosh. It, it ends up being an unfair fight here because the boss says, okay, you know what? Um, I'll let you have him back. I'll let you have Noel back if you reveal your identity right here, mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of, Umika is the first one that says, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, right. they, In front of the cops, sure? on yeah, television, yeah, the, the whole thing. Being broadcast everybody everywhere. sees, yeah. Mm-hmm. Unmasked. Mm-hmm. And so that that's what ends up happening, and they're they're fine with it because they they know what's important, right? Like that's right. that's the priority here. The boss takes away go all of Gosha's powers as well as the rookie. Yeah, because uh, w- when they showed up, she pulled the sort of gerbil monster, hamster monster out, and he was like, "Hang on, you can't do that on your own. Are you sure? Aren't you strong enough?" So. He kind of depowers her before the fight just to mess with her, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and uh, it's, it's like, okay, like, that's fine, <laughs> I guess. It helps out our heroes, so you're sort of fine with it or you sort of accept it. So then the ghost fight ends up being, like, super easy. And she puts her safe into uh, the gerbil monster for, for the Lupine Rangers to just, just crush, grind into dust later on. Uh, because the Pack mm-hmm. Rangers are too injured to, to assist them. And then at the end of the episode, they escape. And the next episode opens with them, um, I guess the Lupin Rangers are now on the run. They've abandoned the cafe. Pat Rangers are looking for them. And they're kind of, what's this? Sakuya. Yeah. (laughs) Sakuya is trying to, I guess he's trying to reconcile his feelings about it because he feels betrayed Mm by Umika's reveal. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, Keijiro is like actively trying to, Kairi connects or kind of, creeps on keichiro and keichiro actively like <laughs> reaches out just like hey you know if there's anything i can do i want to help like right he's he's a good boy and Kyrie <laughs> just gets mad he's like why aren't you mad at me and he like rejects him and i forget exactly how this works they the boss decides to rampage now since he's in charge he's mm-hmm. really much the only one left except for except for cowboy absolute zero right Z- uh Z- zamigo Zamigo, yeah. Zamigo. I forgot his name. I was going to say <laughs> Del Flamingo. That's not right. Um, <laughs> different villain. <laughs> different villain. Different feeling. Different vibe. Uh, but <laughs> Zamigo wants Lupin Red for himself. And he knows that the Lupin Rangers want their loved ones back. So he brings them as bait while they decide to try to challenge uh, the boss in his giant form. So they get distracted. They get... Sort of, wait, did they get chumped? What happens? They get distracted by that and the boss just kind of crushes them with a big attack he right. can use all of the powers that he has all at the same time which is mm-hmm. completely fair but yep. a very <laughs> final bossy kind of thing <laughs> so they get hit with this big blast and he kind of like kills a lot of people or at yeah. least destroys a lot of empty buildings somehow yeah <laughs> a lot of evacuated buildings in that city i hope <laughs> yeah everybody knew it was everybody's vacation everybody was out that day <laughs> So Umika and Toma are in critical condition, and mm-hmm. and then Kairi doesn't get picked up by the cops, so he's he runs back to the cafe and then tries to track down Zomigo himself because mm-hmm. um, he wants to take care of things. Right at the end, Keijiro finds Kairi, but 
he runs off of the Pat Rangers to take out some giant Poldermen right. um, that are attacking the city. Meanwhile, Kyrie resumes his look. And I think it ends right as he confronts Zamigo. So Correct. That's, that's, I think that's everything. Yeah. Yep. So how did you feel about these episodes generally? I figured either, either they were going to kill Noel or they weren't. Um, but as soon as they started challenging them to reveal their mask, I figured they weren't going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can breathe a little easier here. <laughs> uh, right like i mean that's that's the feeling there and then with the second one it's more like okay this is a multi-part thing it's interesting that keichiro was so willing to accept his fault i guess in not and not just go after the lupon rangers blindly which you sort of would expect True. a little bit yeah mm-hmm. so even Kyrie was surprised by that and that's that was kind of that was interesting yeah, I agree. I, think, I, I agree. I think that's an interesting characterization that, I mean, clearly Keichiro wants to be a good cop, but I think it was interesting, like you're saying, that in the end, it wasn't really the emphasis, at least so far, the emphasis wasn't so much on being a cop for him, but on being a good cop. Like, he literally is like, I just want to help you. Like, mm-hmm. that's, my, that's what I'm supposed to be doing is helping more than being necessarily a good officer, you know, right? Like, more than just being, like, sticking to the book. Mm-hmm. And I did think it was kind of interesting that the, the, the reaction of the Pat Rangers was so varied. I mean, with Sakia, it's more betrayal. Keichiro, it's more like, I wish I would have known so I could have helped you. And then we haven't really gotten, oh, I can't think of Pat Pat Pink's Tsukasa? name. Tsukasa. Tsukasa. I can't, like, with her, we really haven't gotten much reaction at all. Just kind of stoic. I mean, because she's basically like, I kind of figured it out, and now it's mm. true. Like, well, mm-hmm. yeah. awkward. Like, she doesn't hasn't had a huge emotional response to it. So that's, I thought it was interesting that each of them had a different uh, takeaway. And the only other things that I guess I would add, first off, it's episode 48. We finally got somebody getting crucified. So now it's Tokusatsu, yep. right? Like, Noel gets mm-hmm. strapped to a cross oh, yeah. <laughs> for no real reason. The uh, the other thing, I guess, is that Gosh's death, I, I mean, maybe we'll get more from the boss in these last two episodes. I don't really think so, but I really mm. just felt that was very box-checky. Yeah. You know, the boss yeah. is like, well, I'm going to make this interesting, and he basically just gets her killed that episode. I felt like for all the build-up, Gosh seemed to have the whole season. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't... I, I will say that was a little deflating for me. I was like, oh, she's just dead this episode for no real reason. Like, it. I guess yeah. the other thing is that she... That he says he did it to make it interesting. I guess kind of implying that she was winning too easily. But it didn't... The fight hmm. didn't really make it seem like she was winning that easily. That he had to take away all of her powers. And once he does, she just immediately gets destroyed. Right. So, I don't know. I don't... The, the timing there, I guess, was a little... I don't know. I didn't feel like there was enough space for that, I guess. No, definitely not. It was kind of like, this character's too strong for you by default, like, without right. a power-up or something, so we're going to depower her. Like, that was kind of, eh, that was, I didn't love it. Yeah, especially, yeah, I, I guess I feel like if it was going to be a, okay, Ghost is too strong, we have to depower her to keep it interesting, I think we could have at least rolled that out over two or three episodes, instead of trying to, I don't know, it was basically all in the back half of episode 48, and I didn't really care for it as much. yeah. I think my first, mm-hmm. for me, one of the major missteps so far of the series is just how quickly that resolved. And I guess mm-hmm. I also wanted to mention, I really in 49, I really enjoyed the scene between Kyrie and Keichiro in the park. Like, that was a really good oh. scene. Oh, um, yeah. I got Kyrie's, goosebumps. Sure. Kyrie's actor was just like, he was all in. I really liked that mm-hmm. scene. And I just thought it was fun to have Keichiro in the sort of stereotypical detective coat, because he has a very Zenigata look. Yeah, oh yeah. Because of it. Pop, pop and I just, I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. other than that though 
you know, going on these last two episodes, I'm curious how it's going to go. I definitely didn't expect two thirds of the uh, Lupin Rangers to be out of the picture going into kind of the, I mean, I usually think of the last two to four episodes as the finale, you know, it's not really stated, but you're going to get into that last few episodes. You're like, all right, we're building up to this. So it's interesting going into it, having those two out of the picture, Toma and Umika. So mm-hmm. wasn't expecting that, but alrighty. Well, anything else before we jump in and watch the some Super Sentai? No, I think I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Let's All do right. it. Let's do this thing. The end. It's over. All no done. more Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger. We not, did it. Not even a single one. No, not a one. We cleaned not our one plate. more, not one less. <laughs> 51 episodes. Quick summary? Sure, let's do that. Okay, so in episode 50, we finally got the final, final showdown with Zomigo. Kyrie initially went off on his own to fight Zomigo, but then the other two got busted out of the hospital mm-hmm. and got their weapons back. And then as a team, they challenged Amigo also aided by Noel. So all four of them challenged him and they, they finagled it a bit in a pretty cool way so that uh, not only did they use his ice powers against him, but when the boss showed up again to muck things up because they were totally about to win in that, <laughs> in that, like right as they were going to win. Zamigo. Mm-hmm jumps into the boss's safe and challenges the Lupin Rangers to follow him. And so this seems like it's going to be a one-way trip. Lupin Rangers hand off all of their treasures, like their their super power-ups, and then they, they chase him in. Once they're inside, they follow up on a plan that Noel had given them to lock his, his ice gun safe. So uh, since he has this sort of habit of throwing his ice guns whenever he wants, he can't get any more. <laughs> and he's just, well, he's screwed. <laughs> And uh, even though for a moment we think, uh uh-oh, because Lupin, Yellow, and Blue get frozen. Mm -hmm. And shattered, it looks like. And shattered, it seems, yeah. We're in trouble, but because Kyrie ends up beating him, not only do they get restored, but everybody else who'd gotten frozen and teleported, Sub-Zero Ice teleported away, Mm -hmm. uh, gets put back where they came from. But unfortunately, it seems the Lupin Rangers are stuck in the safe because uh, the boss won't let them out. Uh, Even though on the outside... Um, the boss. So they're still trapped in the boss while the Pat Rangers and Noel are fighting the boss. Yeah. So then, in episode fifty-one, focuses on the Pat Rangers uh, fighting the boss to what seems like a standstill. Mm-hmm. And um, well, they really can't handle him because he's so powerful and he has all the collection pieces. Right. And he's just sort of messing with them, really. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, the Lupin Rangers eventually figure out. Oh, wait a minute. We got the uh, we got the catalog. Yeah, Kogure, we, we, it's yeah. revealed Kogure, like, gave it to them before they went in. Right, and so they teleport all of the, the Lupin collection items outside into the archives. So not only are have they been removed, the powers have then also been removed from the boss's, mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to call it, like, artil- arsenal? arsenal? Arsenal, yeah. So he gets, like, pr- just weaker and weaker. And then to the point where he has to rely on his own powers uh, without the Lupin items, and he can't really even handle it at that point. So um, at that, once we're here, Pat Rangers fight him to a point where he's forced to surrender, 
and he tells them they sorry the, the pat rangers tell him to let you know open up a safe and he just refuses and mm-hmm. so we get this shot where so the chief basically says go for it do what you got to do i'll take care of it and mm-hmm. so lupon red goes forward and it seems like he's got to make a choice on whether or not to just end up killing the boss so he doesn't do anything <laughs> right and like he kind of screams and the camera flips up to the sky and turns into a rider kick. Uh, sorry. We get it one year later, all of a sudden. Suddenly mm-hmm. it's one year later. And then boss is chained in the basement of the global police. We see that Kyrie's brother, Umika's friend, and Toma's fiance are sort of just carrying on, it seems. Mm-hmm. And the Pat Rangers have tracked down finally the very last rogue gangler. And right as they're about to have a showdown, the Lupin Rangers show up because it turns out what seems like a movie, maybe a movie character comes in and had had rescued them or opened the safe. Yeah, jackpot striker. Jackpot striker. Yeah. So th- then and they're like, oh, man, who who got us out? Like, how'd you how'd you know we were here? Right. Which I guess we should clarify. We didn't watch any of the movies, obviously, because yes, it's one of the episodes. And I don't right. I think what we can I mean, maybe we just forgot him. But I think he's a movie character as far as we can tell. I don't remember him at all. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But the three three Phantom Thieves had acted in their absence. And it turns out their loved ones turned uh, got trained to be Phantom Thieves. In, and it was just great. Like, it was a really mm. cool moment. By Noel specifically. Yes. Yeah. Noel had trained them. And so then we kind of get this last, like, dance and attack because... They're still going to carry on as thieves because they need to finish collecting the items in the collection, um, sort of to the chagrin of the uh, the Pat Rangers. But it's also kind of fun <laughs> because then all together they they kind of have this all out fight. It's just yeah, this is a nice little moment. And then yeah, it ends on with them in the middle of sort of challenging each other and getting that last Lupin item. Yep. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. That was the the end of Lupin Ranger versus Pat Ranger. So first, let's talk about these episodes specifically. Sure. How do you feel about these going into them? I wasn't expecting the world inside the safe for the final battle. Uh, I really liked how they defeated Zomigo and sort of put him on the ropes. Like both times it felt clever or at least like because we haven't seen a safe be locked on purpose before. And he was really smug about it. So that was really satisfying. Um, And we also had that sort of trick where after taking the ice guns, it seems that Lupin Red accidentally freezes Noel. Mm -hmm. But it turns out. No, that was part of the plan. He just wanted to get behind you or get behind him so that he could open up his safe. I really liked, I, re- I forgot to say this during it, but I really liked whatever that combo attack, like just to show how OP the boss was. He did that thing right. where he would pick up gravel, sharpen it, and then set it on fire before throwing it. Um, and he added yeah. another layer to that in episode 51, mm-hmm. uh, where he would also like grab them with his shadow, like his venom yeah. shadow. Like that was great. Yeah, no, I uh, I gotta say, I, I really like these episodes. Mm. I mean, I don't know if I want to transition into how I felt overall for the series, but there were, there were a few jumps here and there that I couldn't quite follow. Like, it wasn't super clear why Zumigo had to go into the boss's safe to fight. It just kind of happened. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. But the fight was really cool there. You know, the big game yes. battles and stuff like we uh, were really exciting with the boss. And this, I think the setups, the, the payoffs were really big in episode 51. Everything with the the other three, you know, taking up the mantle of thieves to get their loved ones out, like to get the, the Lupin Rangers out was just really, really good. Yeah. yeah. And not what I expected, uh, even though 
I, I, like you, I did not expect the world within, but what I had anticipated was, oh, now they're going to collect all the Lupin pieces and wish for them to be free or something like that. Right. Or wish for them, because the whole point of the show was to get a wish to bring them back or what have you. But maybe the wish wasn't real or, or whatnot, but um, them, their loved ones working to get them out. And that, that scene, especially with, oh my God, Kyrie's actor was just... When he tells his brother, "I'm sorry," I was like, oh, "I can't handle this." I like, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help. I couldn't help but ruin that moment. So yeah, like, thank God you I did. Just, I would have been crying in the club. <laughs> that's how I deal. <laughs> I have to be boo boo the fool. Uh, <laughs> well, you kept me from crying on air, sadness. so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because <laughs> I was no about to lose it. Yeah, like the the way his like voice wavers is very real. Like mm. I've heard that in real life, mm. like somebody's voice cracking in an emotional moment and like, yeah. tang, like, like I was like, uh, I have to say something funny right now, or else I'm going to feel it. <laughs> I had to avoid feeling feelings. Um, um, yeah, just, re- really good. Really, the, wow. the visuals in the boss's stomach were really fun with the mm-hmm. weird multicolored sky and the strange colored roses and all that. Um, oh yeah, like when they uh, when they first sort of uh, arrive, it shifts around them for a second. I thought that was neat. Then it ends up being like an open park with like a rainbow sky. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, with aurora borealis surrounding them. So. Mm-hmm. It it uh, sort of uh, kind of started started at a hundred and then kind of dialed it down a little bit. Yeah. Like, oh, final <laughs> final destination, uh, final destination. Loop no items. Lupin ranges only three yeah. stock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your words. I just <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Uh, and yeah, it definitely starts out with like a into the Spider Verse like realities mm. colliding mm-hmm. thing at first, yeah. and then yeah, it settles into a park, uh, multicolored yeah. but a park. Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah no it was uh this was a good finale i thought i wasn't quite i certainly did not anticipate this ending but mm. i thought it was a very good ending for the show yeah yeah there was enough emotional payoff i thought and uh a, a few fun twists there at the end mm. i think in particular the fight choreography was really really good these last few episodes we got back to some of that drone work from earlier in the series yes the whole sequence in 51 where they're like fighting up and down on multiple levels and stairs we were joking that it's like the raid oh yeah yeah really really good gunplay and all that Uh, just all really satisfying fights and then having it end on them still sort of at odds with one another was a fun little you know finale i thought so yeah but like in a clearly playful way right yeah that was nice yeah, I agree. And lest we forget the shot um, in the super serious moment, a uh, good striker shows up and there's definitely somebody right off camera like <laughs> waving good striker in Lupin Red's face. It's, oh my gosh. If you could like examine a reflection in that shot, you would see it and it would be wonderful. Like, <laughs> but I, I adore I adore it. I yeah. Just, that's the kind of stuff that you get from this kind of show and it's great. Like, if you're waggling a toy on screen... You're watching Super yeah. Sentai, right? And it feels good. If you're not waggling a toy on screen, <laughs> then what are you even watching? What are we here for? Anyway, yeah. so uh, any other thoughts before we kind of go into maybe the, the the series as a whole? I like the solution of... Because I was like, oh, are they going to just grab... I was trying to call a shot here. Like, where mm-hmm. they're like, oh, are they going to just grab all the powers and bust out that way? But to sort of eject all of them, like, through, through a, a portal book was also a really fun way to do it. Agreed. And, rob him of his like being too op like mm-hmm. I thought that was fun a great way to do it um i'm sure i'll remember something after we stop talking about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i really like this episode uh, it certainly yeah. did not end how i expected uh but i think in mm. a, a number of very good ways all the twists were, were satisfying i felt yes but uh, I guess to get into my, my feelings on the series as a whole uh, so i mean i'm very curious pat since this is your first 
completed Super Sentai. Like, how are you feeling, yeah, buddy? What's your... A little relieved, because this has sort of, like, been on the back of my head for a while as mm. a thing, as a to-do item. And also just, like, having completed one for the first time. I can <laughs> check. It is checked. <laughs> Doing the check in the air. You can't see it. That's the first collection piece you've got. Keep going, champ. No. <laughs> That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe I'll be propelled to do more or revisit some of the other ones I got further on. I mean, besides relief, I thought it was fun. Overall, I had I had a good time. I had a good time, and I'm glad that we had this shared experience because mm. that's sort of what the mission statement was in the first place. I think is to finish to finish something and and take it either not necessarily take it slow or take it week to week, and then you know we did it. We did it. Yeah, we did it. I was missing, I was looking for this in the show, and I know this is, it sort of suited their theme to do it separately, but I was promised a roll call at the top of a cliff, <laughs> uh, looking down at a gravel pit, and I did not get that, so I would that say true. that's one point off for the series for that. <laughs> Spelling but counts. everything else. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, the roll calls were done in two different episodes, which is true. fine, it's fine. Or at least two different moments in the show, so whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Well, good. For myself, I enjoyed this one. Mm. I mean, I, I tend to be, uh, as we've discussed at length on this pod, I was the you know part of that first generation of very young Power Rangers fans. For me, Sentai and Power Rangers will always be where my heart is. This is always going to be my preferred Toku experience emotionally Mm. right intellectually i could we could talk all day about how others you know the other series you know maybe it's a writer war or whatever like all the various structures you can have in this kind of show but at the end of the day i want people in brightly colored spandex lining up doing team attacks all that stuff because that's just where i feel at home so i'm always happy with super sentai like to some degree i can't not be happy with it so uh, i enjoyed the series uh this makes five completed series for me now for super sentai which feels good have that many under my belt and i liked this series overall i really enjoyed it i don't know it's not my favorite mm. i feel like this series has a has i wouldn't say it, i mean I, I don't want to call it a peaks and valleys season because that makes it feel like there are just like really 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 high highs and really really low lows and i don't feel like that's the case this is a very i guess i don't want to call it even middle of the road it's it's a consistently good series i think it is it is good not great mm. compared to some of my other experiences you know, for, for whatever reason, it is, I don't even know if I'd say it's my least favorite of the Super Sentai that I've seen. It's definitely not my favorite, but even if I called it my least favorite, I would, that's still, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. But, uh. This is not a, this is not an insult. No, it's certainly just... not. No, 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 no. It's still good. I still have enjoyed it and it yes. still checks a lot of boxes for me. I feel mm-hmm. like these last few episodes are maybe indicative of what this show has going for it and also has trouble with. The fight scenes yeah. are terrific when the fights are on in this I, I really feel like what this season will age probably the best is the fight choreography hmm. really complex and in, in ter- i mean you yeah. don't just have super moves or one or two seconds of a hit or three like i mean some of the moment to moment choreography is just really 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 good yeah i mean watching them battle like i said the, the comparison to the raid was not just because they're fighting up stairwells like there's just some good choreography going on here with the kind of gun foo almost but it, you know and just the characters flipping around the drone shots all of that is great mm-hmm. really great visual effects some really cool attacks at the same time or and i guess the the the, the kicker is that it's not really a plot heavy season like, at the yeah. end of the day, I still don't really know what Dogriano was after, other than mm-hmm. 
he's a gangster boss you know what i mean yeah and it seemed like it almost seemed like he 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 claimed that he was looking for a successor but then none of his actions like really led in that direction right his he kind of let his left and right hand die yeah and then at the end just decided to rampage for the heck of it like he just wasn't it didn't feel like he was very motivated and then at the end especially since like he didn't he just kind of let zamigo go in to get killed inside of him like yeah it's and a, he clearly yeah. just he clearly I, I basically kills gosh himself so yes, yeah, i think he's absolutely. one of the weak even though like and that's the thing i don't know if i would say it has weak villains the monster designs were incredible yes week to week the monsters were fun to watch and engage with they had interesting right. powers yeah i liked destra i liked gosh like i liked zamigo even though i didn't know that much about them they had a lot of presence yeah. on screen i when yeah. i can remember them can't always say right. that for some of the secondaries but at the same time dogriano he's riding a lot on what i know of mafia boss characters i don't really know that much about him I mean, we were begging mm-hmm. for we. I have been begging for the motivation for these villains the whole podcast for a yes, year and a half. Correct. I've been begging. I remember. Yeah. So I, I think that's know. a huge weak point of the show. It's not really plot driven, but at the same time, I don't know if I would call it a character heavy season. We know mm. some about these characters, and we know some. You know, we know enough that we care about them. I love like the cast is great. They can yes. all act. They, right. they're fun to watch, but we don't get too, too deep into it, you know, mm-hmm. other than like, say that final moment with Kyrie and his brother or a couple times with Sakuya and Umika. I don't, I wasn't like deeply emotionally invested in them. I liked them. They were fun. Yes. Actors mm-hmm. could act, but it wasn't like super character heavy either. But yeah. at the, at the same time, and like, I guess like the, the thing with the escape from the the safe Every contrivance that built up to the escape from the safe, I was like, why are we doing this again? Like, why do they have to, why does Zemigo have to go in? Why do they have to chase them alone? Why the book, the secret oh, yeah. thing came out of nowhere to get them out? Yeah. Okay, another track. You know, none of that made sense. But then the emotional payoff was actually really good. Like, I love the scene. Like, it all was a big setup for them getting to, oh, their loved ones come and save them. And they took up the mantle of thieves. Like, oh, that's really great. But the steps there were a little, not bad, just kind of shaky. Mm. so it's that kind of stuff like the show is good and at times really really great but then sometimes some things stumble or there's just big what feel to me like very obvious missing gaps in the series like a villain with motivation you know <laughs> that kind of stuff yeah yeah so you know and uh, it seemed like an obvious pitch to me that you've got this kind of mafia theme you know usually with a mafia theme you've got like you know warring family factions or something like that you know some kind of vie for power and that's a frequent trope in sentai to suddenly have i say frequent it's not an uncommon trope to suddenly have ah well now i've taken over i'm really the the big bad boss for the season like oh no you know things have changed they didn't really do that which it's not really a fault against Mm -hmm. them it's just i just went in that to expect like oh they're like mafia guys we're gonna get some kind of and they sort of played at that with destra and gauche having some conflict but zamigo and dogriano just don't I don't know, they just don't eventually they just die. They don't really do anything. There's no setup for that and they yeah. just kinda go away. So Right. And he and the thing is he's not even mad about it. Like I didn't yeah. like I would say actively I did I don't like that. Is that like, you know, if you have allies that you care about, even if you're a bad guy, I feel like you would have like even a, like a line about like how dare you or like whatever. He just it was just like, ah, oh, they were weak. Like, who cares? As a character, even more. I just eh, I'm like but once again, his design is great. Yeah. I love how sharp and scary and bony and genie mm. he is. There's a lot going on, but there's a lot to like visually. Mm-hmm. And he's got a moving mouth. That's a huge plus for me. 
Yes. Anytime agreed. a monster mouth moves, uh, I like that. <laughs> but he's empty on the inside and Yeah. Oh, literally and figuratively empty on uh-huh, the inside. Oh, you got it. Uh-huh. You got it. That's it. Oh, we figured it out. Never mind. He's <laughs> great. The case. He's, he's, <laughs> never mind. He's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, like him having just all power the whole time. I don't know. I just Yeah. We didn't play yeah. like okay, so, you know, g- give me some kind of reason. Like for a vo- for a villain who is completely in control of his mental faculties totally like there's no limitations on him or whatever he just has had all power the whole time but doesn't yeah. even really care if anyone can succeed him and he's like i'm just gonna win now like i don't know like that that's some of the structural plotting stuff that is like that would be fine if it was a much more character heavy season but it's really not at the same time mm-hmm. so um mm-hmm. i do however approve of the core mix-up of having two teams of three yes i felt like that gimmick even though they didn't necessarily take it all the places I thought, or maybe even sometimes hoped they would. Mm-hmm. I felt like that core three three by three was good. Yes. And having Noel, how do we feel about Noel and his whole subplot with being an alien and all that stuff? How do we feel about that? I think it worked. I mean, he was already such a weirdo, so like just to make <laughs> it even like more otherworldly, like that's fine. I accepted mm-hmm. it. I will say that. We weren't sure what he was up to in the first place, and we sort of understood that his his what his wants were kind of out of this world. Huh? Anyway, mm-hmm. it, it worked. And then to link it to Kogre also not being human mm-hmm. uh, worked. Mm-hmm. But you could tell that he cared about the characters and he cared about them enough to like work actively to save and train train people to save them for later. So yeah, uh, overall, yeah. And the two-faced element, like in the end, you kind of just have to accept it as much as we're, I was like, another like a third team like if you remember the beginning that's what i was like pushing for yeah oh a third team of three i again that's one of those things where as soon as you suggested that i was like oh my god that would have been incredible and like it's hard to fault the show for something it never like it never implied there'd be a third team of three yes but i've been wanting it ever since you said that i was like oh that would be so good but you know it's Mm -hmm. (laughs) i can't fault it for something it never said it would do (laughs) yeah yeah so but that's just like expectation versus what what is actually present right? yeah like, eh, okay. and i i agree i like noel overall i think most of his beats work he's a fun character him i think yeah. i don't I, I think he's probably one of the most interesting characters in the season and in the sense that i don't think i've really i don't think i've really noticed it as much but coming into these final episodes especially the one with the whole like seahorse guy and all that yeah and his whole plot i don't think i've given enough credit necessarily to how subtle i don't want subtle maybe isn't the word there's just enough going on with his character where he's he's on both teams he's playing both sides he also has his own agenda he has two different ranger suits he's he's a character that can switch and play a lot of different roles in the show and he's never Mm. playing all of them at the same time and even still there's a few things we learn about him along the way so he's pulling a lot of weight. Yeah. And I think that works. And I think that makes him one of the, maybe not the best, but one of the most interesting, I just call them sixth Rangers, but later Ranger additions to a team. He's really interesting in that sense. Yeah, I agree. How I do we agree. feel about the core toy gimmick with, I mean, attaching the different mode cars and stuff is, is pretty standard issue stuff. Mm. But how do we feel about the aesthetic and all that? Like it, just kind of on at, at large. I think I've, and I've seen this opinion sort of, float around and i agree with it about uh the pat rangers kind of being shorted on upgrades mm. like they didn't really get to use i mean they got that sort of three in one form but in terms of like weapon upgrades on the ground the lupon rangers 
<laughs> stole the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't really until that final final uh, episode fifty, episode fifty one, I guess, I think it was that they were actually using. Yeah, they actually got to use Siren Striker, and they actually got to use like the Sword and Shield and the Arrow. Like they got to, they got all the upgrades that the Lupin agents were using the whole time. So I get that there was a, a sort of balance there that they had to like. They parted with her. They handed over. They were carrying the will of Lupin Rangers at that point. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Like it, it felt like okay. Like here you go. He finally gets. He finally gets to use somebody else's upgrade. Like okay. And I, I don't know if that's just a power balance thing, or they didn't need the power that 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 the Lupin Rangers were chasing that they needed to mm-hmm. cha- uh, face Zamigo. Mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, I liked how it looked. Uh, um, Lupin Magnum's still my boy. You know, oh, still yeah. my son. Hundred um, percent. If I can find him on the cheap, I will. I will procure. <laughs> he will be. Mine. I have not. Yeah. Uh, for myself, I think the uh, the most of the core aesthetics of the show work really, really well for me. The mm. the suit design between the Lupin Rangers and the Pat Rangers having two different roll calls in the same season. Uh, the Lupin Rangers mm-hmm. have uh, the capes and just the sleek designs that are just really subtle. Yes. The Pat Rangers having the little bit of shoulder armor. I still really like that. Yeah. The different... Uh, oh, and then we, we didn't touch this. Uh, I, I missed this on the re-summary, but that uh, in episode 57... No, 47. 57. That's too many. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. In the episode where they revealed their identities, they did a transformation sequence that was maskless, and then they mm. put the mask on. Yeah. That was wonderful that really was excellent. good i enjoyed that so so much mm-hmm. like, oh it was cool yeah um, that and all the variations that, were really good so, um the different super yeah, modes and stuff yeah. were good i feel like yes. the mecha the combined mecha did a good job of pretty much fitting the show aesthetic although some of the secondary ones like say um x emperor or some of the the other combined forms that the sort of generic here's a crane here's a blimp here's a you know all that stuff didn't really fit either aesthetic all that much and felt yeah, here's a magic hand okay <laughs> yeah right. but the the main kaiser was good and yeah. i loved like like noel's train the whole yeah. being two mecha and being able to flip over all that stuff's really cool yeah their attacks were really cool and the uh just the various theming on their weapons and stuff worked well for me yeah yeah. yeah no yeah I, and then I, I i recall that that finisher having a lot of impact where yeah they, uh they threw all of you described as throwing all of their toys uh, <laughs> where they're just kind of punching and kicking and all of the all the weapons come flying off and attacking whoever they're fighting mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. was definitely that that had a lot of impact that was really nice yeah and good striker was a fun uh i'm always a fan of weird little sort of talking mascot characters Good Striker was a particularly weird uh, but enjoyable side character for the team. Mm-hmm. Overall, I really liked it. Yes. I felt like it was just a good, at times great, but for the most part, just a good season, really. Yeah. It it made enough, it made some stumbles, uh, but it made enough changes to the formula to be interesting while not necessarily, it didn't really break under its own weight, but at the same time, it didn't maybe take quite as many risks as I was hoping it would uh, with that initial sort of change up to it but overall I, I it was a good season i thought yeah i agree okay well pat i think uh i think that ends lupon ranger versus pat ranger mm. and our time adieu. with it adieu forevermore adieu. adieu um i think we have some questionies we do have some questionies 
Chicka 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 chicka. Going to Twitter. Do 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 do. Going to Twitter. Do do da da. That's our transition music. I'm gonna buy a recorder, and I'm gonna use it next time. You do that. Okay, so I asked for some some suggestions, but we did get some questions from our good buddy, Paula. And Paula asks, uh, first off, did you find the three versus three team dynamics of Lupat a welcome and interesting change from the usual three to five unit Sentai teams that you've previously watched? With the follow-on question, would you want it to be a recurring dynamic for future Sentai series? Hmm. I'd be interested if they revisited it because I thought it was neat. Um, just let me get that third team in there. Just get third team. Just do the third team. Go crazy. Go ham <laughs> on it. I would have liked, I think, if they were working together explicitly much sooner. Mm. We could have gotten a little bit more out of the dynamic that way because it was a lot of like, who are they? Like, is it them? Like, when we were finally getting to that point, like, okay, like 10 episodes. <laughs> this could have happened sooner and we could have gotten something different out of it. But overall, I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And the big character moments, feeling of betrayal or understanding when the identities are revealed and that stuff. Like, that was really nice. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah, I got to agree. I really like the 3v3 dynamic. I've said it before on the show, uh, although I have to kind of amend it a little bit, um, but that I feel like the uh, seasons that start with three rangers on a team and build up from three tend to have a stronger cast. Uh, At least that's certainly the experience in Power Rangers. You just have less to juggle initially. And you just get more raw time with those characters. And having two teams of three is an interesting way to kind of have your cake and eat it too. I mean, you're starting with yeah. six rangers, but they're two teams of three with two distinct identities, which is fun. I, I, I like it a lot. Uh, but just like as soon as you suggest that having multiple teams of three on top of that, I have, now I want that more than ever. I think I actually would want to go the other way. I would prefer Sentai try something like a Rider War type season and have Mm. teams of three that are much more... I mean, because they were fighting each other, and they were more pursuing each other, and Mm -hmm. or pursuing a similar goal they couldn't both have, right? It was mutually exclusive for them both to get the Lubon pieces. I kind of would like teams of Sentai going at it, like, you know, with villains that are maybe also targets they're fighting, but, like, really going at each other. I kind of was hoping for a little more of that, uh, but they sort of played a little nice for the most part, which is fine, but I, I would like to see a little more overt conflict going in but i i mean of course i'll always enjoy you know five-man band you, you know i can't argue with that and i would certainly like to see it in future series yeah definitely and her other thing was more of a suggestion on what we should watch um which we got a lot of good suggestions i don't know what we're going to follow up with that's still discussions to be had <laughs> yeah but uh-huh. yeah so pat anything else before we, we wrap this one up um I guess thanks everybody for sticking around or tuning in for this. Like, yeah. I mean, this is sort of a a verbal. What's the word here? Like an audio journal of this, like mm-hmm. trying about trying out all these episodes and fi- finishing something. So, it's, you know, there's still more things we want to do. So that'll be. I hope you stick around and hope you keep enjoying whatever the heck we're up to. I just want to say I appreciate people who bothered or are tuning into this one for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to us talk about stuff it's most nice. definitely yeah thank, thanks for those yeah. of you who, who stuck with us through format changes and uh through taking a year and a half to watch a year-long show and all the other things that come with mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. podcasting life but we really appreciate it and we're excited to continue to do this into other seasons and beyond so thanks so much just the end of just the end of our season one that's all yeah that's that's it that's all 
Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super, Super Senpai, Senpai Podcast! Podcast.